Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show. We got a lot to talk about this morning. We got everything from Parlay Petit, Shohei Otani, UT Vols getting in a bunch of transfers, and we got a lot to talk about. Talk about some Arsenal news, too. Let's get to it. Let's play some tunes. It's, 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 it's Sports Section Morning Show. Yeah. A lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. I'm finna go off on MPF, man. I'm finna go off on this dude. What the hell are you doing gambling on the on the site? I done read the rules and shit. Plain as day. Come on now. Come on now. We full of life, you keep the change. Keep the Parlay petite. Say we went and change. I say the same. You must be blinded by the lights. You must be blinded by the lights. Parlay petite, man. Come on, bro. We needed you. Especially for them first six games. This shit look tough, boy. We put the nets up in the lines, now we high. 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 There's some folks in here, man. We taking callers all day, all day, all morning, all morning. 931-603-1476. Let's go. Come on now. You gotta get the vibes right. We had some faith that who gon' hurt this? I naughty night you lullaby. I'm doing me is do or die. You must be blinded by the lights. Man, we're blinded by the parlays. Ain't nothing worse than what the Coach Cat did, though. The Coach Cat bet on the Jonathan Taylor over. Had to be the Jonathan Taylor over. He got investigated just for hitting that motherfucker. That ain't hit too many times last year, if y'all ain't know. A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. We starting off with Parlay Petit. Parlay Petit Ferrer, MPF. Titans starting right tackle. Suspended, six games. Come on, bro. Phone lines open, phone lines open, 931-603-1476. I would have hit that under all day. Come out uh betting on the Taylor over under. He had to hit on the over, that's what caused the investigation. Yeah. NFL knew that wasn't hitting, that wasn't in the script. Just wasn't in the script. And he hit it. Come on now. All right, all right, all right. We're here this morning. Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show. We got a lot to talk about. MPF, a.k.a. Parlay Petit. Parlay Petit. 
we're gonna get into get into what he had going on a little gambling. It ain't no allegations. He was doing it. Suspended six games. Start off the season. It's a tough six. He's suspended for too. Gonna talk about Otani. 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 Best player in baseball. Gonna run, run into these All Star game selections. Some Vols baseball. Some Arsenal stuff. Uh, we're gonna talk about James Harden and the strippers being so happy that that the Nets or the Sixers is exploring trade options and and they think that your boy want to go back to Houston. Him and Udoka gonna tear the strip clubs up down there. They gonna tear them up down there. We're gonna talk about Mason Mountie United, some U.S. Men's National Team stuff. Hopefully, National SC can get a dub this Saturday at Geotis. Uh, we're gonna talk about that that abysmal uh a match between Mahomes and Curry and them. Man, I don't want to watch that shit, man. Put some real golfers on there. Put some real golfers on there. But but let's get let's get into parlay petite pause. Uh, Marcon says, "What was he betting on?" One of them was betting on the the Colts dude that got suspended indefinitely was betting on running back over unders on his own team and hit on him. Put a thou wow. He put a thou wow on one of one of the bets. <coughs> he must have went in there and, and went looked at the uh, looked at the game plan or something. They saw we we running the ball fifty times against Miami. I don't know what he was going on, man. He's a he's a fool for that. That's crazy. That is crazy. I can't believe they did that shit. He got cooked. He got he got suspended indefinitely, and they released his ass. Cooked. Colts got a lot of uh, they got a lot of shit going on up there. They they owner is a abuser, substance abuser. He don't abuse. I don't know if he abuses people. He abuses the fans out there by putting such a dog shit. Uh, team on the field every year, but you got Ursay doing Ursay things. They ran Andrew Luck out of town. They ain't got no quarter. Well, they got Anthony Richardson, but we'll see how that goes. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he he had a terrible year. They say he was a king. He ain't the king of shit. He's he the king of uh making money for his teammates, I guess. He ain't the king of running backs. He ain't the king of running backs. We got a king for that. We got a king for that. The king is back. Yeah, Henry's back. He never left, but he's back. All right, all right. Let's get into uh, Parlay Petit. First off, I'm going to read the uh, statement. I'm going to read the statement that uh, Parlay Petit, MPF, who uh, Titans right tackle that's suspended for six games, said. He said, firstly, I wanted to say that it's an honor to play in the NFL, and it has been a blessing to play this game and bet on this game. He didn't say that. The NFL plans to announce another round of sanctions regarding his gambling policies, and I will be included in this group of players receiving a six-game suspension. The betting I engaged in was not NFL-related and was legal under Tennessee law. Was it legal under NFL law? It is only being sanctioned because it occurred at the Titans facility. So, no, it was not legal during NFL law. I want to apologize to my family, coaches, teammates, Titans fans, and TFTV. I have always strived in every stage of my life to follow the rules. I did not knowingly break the rules. Even after attending a league presentation, I was unaware about the specifics around placing bets from a team facility. I have a document released for the 2022 season that says otherwise. I will do everything in my power to help the team during the training camp and prepare it when I return to the roster during the season. We need you. Bad. Coming off of uh, week six. Who we got week six? We start off with New Orleans, Chargers, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Indy, Baltimore. He's coming back after the bye against Atlanta. And we're going to need you. We're going to need you. Phone lines are open, 931-603-1476. Talk about a uh, parlay petite. But uh so here I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the actual the actual 
NFL player personal conduct pertaining to gambling activities as of 2022. It has 2022 in big-ass bold letters at the top of the document. NFL personnel are strictly prohibited from participating in or facilitating any form of illegal gambling, whether on sports or otherwise. Sports betting remains illegal in many states. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Betting on football, of course you cannot bet on football. Betting on other sports, all NFL personnel other than players are further prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating bets on any other professional sports. College, international, amateur, anything. All right. So here's where here's where I guess dude I mean I don't know if he if he fell asleep in the meeting, if he just chose not to not to see or hear this part of the presentation. It should have been presented. It's part of the document. Number 7. Gambling in the workplace or while working, which means when you're at a facility, when you're on a plane, when you're I mean, you're leaving the practice field. You're in the fucking parking lot. This is this is what this pertains to. Gambling in the workplace or while working. NFL personnel, that includes you, Parlay Petit, shall not engage in any form of gambling in any club or league facility or venue, e.g. practice facility, stadium, team hotel, draft, other league or club event. Nothing. On any league or club charter or other transport, while traveling on club or league business or while making an endorsement or promotional appearance, for clarity, playing cards or other casino-type games is permitted as long as nothing of value is wagered. You cannot gamble. You can't even gamble on cards. I, surely he wasn't bet, betting on no damn KB, KBO, bro. Surely not on KBO. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Gambling on personal time. NFL personnel excluding NFL officials, otherwise subject to NFL, NFLRA, collective bargaining agreement may participate in legal sports, non-sports betting, gambling on personal time when not traveling on club or league business, including during the season. So if you're at the facility, you cannot gamble. You can't even lay a card down and say, you can't even flip a coin and say, I'll give you $5 if it's heads. You can't do it, according to the letter of the law. You cannot gamble anything while on team facility, whether it's in a parking lot, whether it's in a clubhouse, whatever. You can't outside. MPF did at the facility. It don't matter if it's football or not. I would hope, and I'm sure he did because he's thorough. I would hope Vrabel made that extremely clear to them last year amongst this because there seems to be a lot of confusion across the league. I mean, obviously, these rules didn't get put out there in the best manner across league-wide. I can't say per team. League-wide. You know, so I just hope with our organization, the Titans, that Vrabel did that. But MPF act like Parlay Petit act like he didn't realize he did anything wrong betting on uh whatever he was betting on. They they say it was KBO at the team facility. <coughs> so we're taking callers nine three one six zero three one four seven six. What do y'all think about Parlay Petit? Parlay Petit. This don't really for me. This don't really change my prediction for the season. I mean, it sucks, but them first six games, I wasn't expecting much anyway. Anyway, we start off 
at New Orleans. Then the Chargers come to Nashville, go to Cleveland. That game is going to be a bloodbath. I ain't going to lie. That Cleveland game, Miles Garrett and them. Ooh. Cincinnati coming to Nashville. I think we'll get some get back that, that week. Going to Indy and then Baltimore. Facing Baltimore in London. TFTV will be there. I don't see us going number number three, three and three at best. Maybe four and two. We got a caller. Give us one second. All right, we got we got Austin in the chat. Austin in the chat. What's good, man? What do you think about Parlay Petit? Man, hey, um, I feel like it, it, it's clearly stated in Section Seven of the gambling policy. Um, like you said, I don't know what he was doing during this meeting, but uh, looked like he was uh, asleep he, or something. He hurt. Yeah, yeah, he, he he had been doing something. You know what I'm saying? Putting some bets in during the presentation, uh, or or, or something because. You know what I'm saying? We might be having to call Dennis Daly back up. Say, hey. No. <laughs> no. Out of right tackle? <laughs> no. No. That can't happen. <laughs> Jalen Duncan? I mean, like, who? who who's so, <laughs> yeah. Right? right? <laughs> let me pull up. Let me pull up this depth chart and we'll, we'll go through it. For me, score, Skoronsky has to go to right tackle. He has to. He right has tackle? to. Right tackle. Has to. Uh, has to. I don't know about that one. Dillard is going to left tackle. So Dillard's going to start a left tackle. They had, I guess they had Skaronsky. It looked like they had him penciled in at guard. That We we need him at tackle yeah, now. Yeah, he go, like, mm, but he never played right, uh, right tackle at Northwest. I think he started at right tackle and moved around to left tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Let me let me read through the depth chart. He's talented enough to do it. We don't have anybody else. So here, here we go. At left tackle on the depth chart, this is all preliminary. This ain't This ain't no real depth chart. This is just a roster chart more so. We got Dillard, Andre Dillard as left tackle. He'll be starting. We got uh, Andrew Ripsich, Zach Johnson. Okay, left guard. These are the guards we got. Brunskill, the one we signed from San Francisco. Raidens, he ain't going to be ready. You might as well X him out. John LeGlue, Raidens ain't going to be ready. You you can't count on Raidens. That, that tore ACL, he was already, he wasn't confident before that. But He needed to be cut. The why he ain't cut is because he's a second-round pick. Right. The only reason why he ain't been cut. Right, he's... I mean, I, from what I understand, he's been improving, but he, he didn't start at a good spot to start improving. Center. Yeah, you can do. <laughs> no, he, I don't think he can do anything. Center, we got Brew, Aaron Brewer. I think he'll be starting at center. Uh, we got Corey Levin back there at center. He he should be playing one of the guard spots, in my opinion. Xavier Newman and then James Empey. And then what they got penciled in at right guard is Jordan Roos and Jamarco Jones. And then right tackle, they got Jalen Duncan. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jalen Duncan might get it, even though I really don't want to, because I still think he's a project uh, coming out of Maryland. But uh, I mean, you have to make do. What you got? Either that, or go out there and sign somebody for six weeks, uh, a proven veteran. But then also that takes away money that you can, you know, say and throw a D hop. Right. Yeah, that, you know? that's true. And the Titans don't have a history of, of doing that either. Ojuku is the uh, the, right. the last so person. It really hurts the team because now we're. In a, Go ahead. Yeah, we're in a bad, we're in a bad spot. No, nah, we're in a we're in a we're really a fucked up position here. Oh, for sure. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you if you don't believe in any of the guys that you got to play right tackle to start of the season, I mean, because we we're going through a tough stretch, probably the toughest stretch of the season is the first. It's the toughest stretch of the season. season. Right. So you really don't want to just throw anybody out there because then you're just gonna have another Dennis Bailey, except on the right side. Um, right. And then you really don't want to go out there and spend some money on. 
somebody if you're really trying to get D Hawk and now you gotta get in, dip into that fund. Yeah, I know, yeah, and it would only got dip into the uh, uh, the GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It would only be a, a from what I understand, a one a one year deal for that type of that type of player. For, uh, so it'd be hard. It'd be hard to navigate around the cap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would right, be hard. We'd have to count towards unless you unless you put some void. Uh, I'm not sure how they uh, would be able to swing that. You could. You would just have to, um, you would have to, you would have to offload, or you would have to um, give Mike a little signing bonus, you know, some, you know, saying something, you know, little or whatever. I mean, at this uh, point, it then, looks like we we need to go ahead and try and proceed with extending Bayer, give him a, give him a little extension. I mean, something. Oh yeah, after they disrespect him, say, hey man, you want to take a pay cut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell. To me, you got to extend him and get some get some cap relief because he ain't going nowhere. He's still producing. He's a leader, if not if if not anything else, you know, at the tail end of his contract. What I'm talking about, of course, not right now. He's not just can't just put him down, peg him down as a leader now. But when that long term contract or whatever we extend him to comes in on the tail end of it, he'd be still very yeah. very very valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah, Parlay Petit done put us in a bad situation already. He has. He all, has. We're already skating on thin ice. <laughs> he has. We're gonna take. We're gonna take Trail in here. We're gonna take Trail in here. See what Trail's got to say. We'll, we'll holler at you too, Austin. We'll holler at you later on in the show. Get on to some of these talks. We're gonna yes, talk sir. about some national SC and U.S. Men's National Team. Appreciate you calling in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Parlay Petit, man, this dude didn't didn't jack this off, man. Pause. Pause, guy. That was crazy. But I mean he didn't he didn't got his all messed up, man. All messed up. Taking trail in here in a second. All right, we got my man Trail in here. Distinguished member Trail in here. Yeah, that was crazy. My my bad, yeah. Chad. Man, what what do you think about Parlay Petit, bro? Man, I think he need to leave them KBO bets alone, man. I ain't won on them ever. Man, that you you can't win on the KBO bets. Unless you find a little Otani over there. Unless you find a little Otani over there. Nah, ain't no Otani's over there. That the uh what's the name over there? They got like Dinos. Dinos has been the best team over there, honestly. He I don't think he was betting on the Dinos. It's like he was betting on uh Kiss Me or something over there. Gotta watch him. But I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna pop them too much. I, I heard from in, some inside sources, man. They ain't they ain't had a gambling talk with everybody. They just put it in pamphlet. Oh. Gambling, you obviously that's something. When it first come out, they need to have some meetings on or something, bro. Let them know, like, make sure everybody know, like, hey, bro, we tracking you. That's something you gotta let them know, like, bro, we tracking y'all on FanDuel, DraftKings, this and that. Right. Should should have been known ahead of time. Well, I would hope Vrabel and them had a meeting behind that, but I could see Vrabel just glossing over that, just thinking his team is smart enough they, not they to. Nobody in the NFL had a meeting over it. They said they just, they literally just threw it in the book. So that put us in a bad spot, but I think y'all overthinking it a little bit, man. Brunsky will play everything. Yeah, Brunsky will 6'5. He's 6'5. Put, put Brunsky out there on, on the little right tackle if we got to. He's not huge, but then you got Brewer and, and Corey Levin to put. Either at the the guard or center, and you just whichever one you know you feel more comfortable with at guard. Put them at guard. They both can play center easily. Yeah. 
They sort of interchangeable. And that, that that's the little band aid for six weeks. What about the right guard spot? We don't have a right guard. That's the pro- where we got a hole. Either way, we either that, way that, we could. That's it. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No Brewer <laughs> or 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 Corey can both. They both play guard and center. Oh, okay. You saying and keep score at left left guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, we we got to have a strong side. We got to have a strong. We can't. <laughs> we, we can't spread it up too we thin. Can't go down like that. <laughs> Brunskill, I did nah, see that I, last I, night. Brunskill, he's six five. Dillard's six five two. I I don't think Brunskill. Well, Dillard got T Rex arms too, but I'm not sure about Brunskill's arm length. How that would suffice a tackle? But on the left side, we got a T Rex. So, I mean, I mean, on the right side, it's not that important anyway because Tannehill can see it. Right. The left side is what is what we need locked down anyway. The right side, bro, we can get away with. Like, even when MPF was messing up last year, it still wasn't that big of a deterrent compared to what Daly had going on on the other side. You just can't have both sides collapsing. Right. If, it, if it's right side collapsing every once in a while and it's not awful, you're all right. It, it's serviceable for, for a little bit, for a little minute. The only thing to help us out is, hell, um, the Jaguars lost their tackle too. Yeah, Cam Rock. They left tackle though. So here's the thing: how do what do you think about a player getting suspended two games less for violating the PED the PED rules versus gambling? How the how the hell does that work? Yeah, that's a little. They already got that precedent set. I don't understand because how many didn't D Hop have to like sit out for eight games? Yeah, D Hop sat out for like six or eight last year. It was quite a bit. Yeah, I'm not understanding a precedent on this uh, this PED stuff because, like, is there different type of PEDs that they taking? Was his not as serious? Maybe he just got caught with some deer antler or something. And uh, maybe he got caught with that estrogen. Maybe he was maybe he was going to that that festival. Uh, he went to, he went to the <laughs> festival, got some estrogen. Don't never know. That nigga, that nigga titty sore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't understand it. I don't. It doesn't make sense how one can get. For gambling to get two games more, and he's gambling on like KBO and shit, versus somebody blatantly cheating using performance enhancing drugs. Hey man, I, I I get the gambling though. I get like you can't be gambling on the on the premises. No, can't be gambling because that that obviously you see homeboy took advantage. He, he now he betting on the game plan like hey, hey we're <laughs> gonna get thirty carries today. Hey, bro. Let, let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and lock in a little band on the over. Hey, bro. Like like I said on, in the beginning of the show, that was a red flag to begin with because Taylor ain't hit an over all last year. <laughs> nah, he didn't. <laughs> the, the one game he did, man. Dude threw a <laughs> thou wow on it. Band. He threw a thou wow on it on the Taylor over the one game of the year. Man, he got to get yeah, cooked for get, that. Yeah, you got to get cooked. <laughs> you got to put him on, on the skillet. Yeah, that that's insane. I had to put him on the skillet for that one. <laughs> that's but insane. I, I I get it though. Some of that PED stuff just be like he might have bought the wrong creatine or something. If it's something like that, I understand. If he got any type of anabolics, any type of thing that make you want to commit domestic violence, you need to go ahead and uh. You got to sit any, down. Anything affect your hormones like that, man? You need to go and get on out here for maybe a year or so. Oh, a year is a little excessive now. I say he just need he don't need to be getting suspended less than the dude to get called for gambling on not even NFL stuff. That's all I'm saying. So Cam Robinson should have been out of there for at least six games. Six, I wouldn't even yeah, be raising I, a little hell about. I, I probably would have gave. Nah, I think eight is good for the PEDs. Eight, eight is, is straight. A nice little half season. Yeah, you, you fucked up. 
we got to at least let that shit wear off. You're too strong right now. You, we need to sit you out the gym for two weeks, too. Yeah, so yeah, no yeah. They got to put them on a gym band. Yeah, don't even do no push-ups at the house. <laughs> no pull-ups, but no let, push-ups. Let, let, let them little PEDs wear off. Before before you go ahead and doing anything, you need to sit down and play Call of Duty <laughs> for, for two weeks. Man. What else we got, man? So where do you so well, does this change your prediction or anything for the first six games? We that's our tough stretch anyway. We start off with uh with LA, then we go to or no, we start off with New Orleans and LA comes to Nashville, the Chargers, and then Cleveland, which is gonna be tough, boy. It's gonna be tough. I think we still beat I still think we beat the Saints. No, no, no. I think we beat the Saints too, for sure. And I think and I think we beat the Browns. I still Ain't no way I, we I beat the Browns, bro. I might the games that we win a little bit, and I'm just go to teams that don't really got a good D-line. Browns got homeboy, but they got Miles Garrett, but they really don't got nobody else on their line right now. Wait, never mind. They signed somebody, didn't they? They got somebody, too. Yeah. I forget they their got, name. They got Zaire. Yeah. Smith. <laughs> it's ugly. Z-Zadarius Smith. Yeah, never mind. Count that as a loss, too. We going one and five, bro. <laughs> one and five? In the first six? You don't think we beat Indy? That's pushing it. It's we at Indy. Indy. It's at two, Indy, though. Might be two and four. But what did I have? Is, I think I had us. I damn near had us four and two coming out this stretch, honestly. I think you was pretty optimistic about it. You might have had us beating the Chargers. Nah, I ain't got. I ain't, I ain't go that crazy now. Oh, you had us beating Baltimore. You had us beating Baltimore and London. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, so I, three I, and I three. Me. Yeah, I had us as three and three. It might. It might be more like a two and four. Yeah. So you still come back from that. I had us at four and two, beating New Orleans, beating uh, Cincinnati. We're gonna still, you know, we still won every year. We're gonna still, still won against Cincinnati, Indy, and Baltimore. We'll be four and two going into the bye, going into the easy stretch of the season. You still, you still on that, even with the Brunt skill at right tackle. No, I think we'll beat Cincinnati, dude. Honestly, man. Oh, we we could get a vet out of retirement. It, it's some vets I've been seeing working out. Was talking about they in the best shape of their life, and they didn't play right tackle before. What about the dude from Alabama? What's the dude's name? No. The the bust. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his name. I don't nah. Big I don't dude. Him. You you wasn't saying yeah, that when you saw it, saw the uh, the the footage. He was a left tackle, wasn't he? Yeah, he Fluker, Fluker. Was his name, wasn't it? Is that Fluker? Yeah, I, I thought he was a. Uh, I thought he was a left tackle. He came in as a left tackle, yeah. But Dillard, Dillard mm. played all over. But I wouldn't bring him in to play left tackle and then put Dillard back I, over I, at left I tackle. I don't even want to sign nobody. I, I'd rather go in. Hey, don't Roos play tackle too? I think so. Yeah, they got him down as a guard, but he can play tackle. We got a bunch of guys that can play all over. That's the good thing about. Man, yeah, we got we got plenty service. I ain't gonna say serviceable. We got some fill-ins that can go in there and get in the way. Right. That's that's all we need, especially a right tackle. We just need somebody to not get their ass whooped every down. Yeah. Which the MPF was – he was all right. Oh, we was just hoping he was he would get better, you know, over the little course of the season. Now he's not going to hit his, his real deal good stretch. I don't know, because last year – I thought he was down because of fatigue. That's what I thought it was. His last six games, he, he was – yeah, he was, he was off a little bit. His first – this first team was good though. You got to think though, them rookies. You got to think them rookies that's coming in is they don't take they don't have no time off from the the begin or the end of their college season all the way up until the the end of the NFL season. They don't hardly have no time off, so th- their legs yeah, is gone by week week twelve. 
I think the little the little six games might help him out a little bit in that sense and that fatigue sense. He but, the fatigue shouldn't be a problem year two, but I think it's gonna hinder more than anything because he ain't gonna have a full season, like a real full season where he's in shape played until year three. Yeah. That's a oh, problem. Ah, uh, not really. Man, dude, I mean, you're a tackle, dude. We'll you need to be ready. Come out. We'll see how he come out. I mean, if he come out ready, then we good. But you, you know, people like like Taylor Lewan, he, he one of them people. He'd come in and he wouldn't be ready for real until like week three, week four. What year? Of, of playing. What year? He'd be ready by what year? Not yeah, one of these like later week, ones. Nah, he, he was week never three, ready. Four, he usually he usually started turning around a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He'd get his ass whipped the first week or two. Yeah, but that's just getting acclimated to being back at game speed. Which MPF, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's tough coming in after after six weeks of not doing shit for real. No, for sure. The good thing is though, is that he can still play in preseason and all that too, though. So he can he can go through all the preseason playing the preseason games. <clears throat> he can go through all the training camp and all the practice. He just literally can't play those six weeks. I don't think he can practice either. I think he's at, like that. He can't practice or play those six weeks. Hmm. Can't practice either. That's tough. Yeah. I, well, don't quote me on the not practicing part. I don't think he can. I mean, I'm assuming you're suspended. You can't be in the building at all. We can't put our boy on the scout team. That would be nice. Austin says Taylor Wan looked like a receiver now. Man, he looked like a podcaster. He don't look like no fucking football player. He wasn't one the last year or two before he left. To be honest, he hindered us more than anything. Like it, it was the year before that he was all right. No, bro, that contract wasn't all right. Nah. No, I, that's I, what I'm, I'm talking about. He's he, he talking about some he'll still play for for uh for ten plus million. Boy, get the fuck out of here. Ain't nobody paying that. Ain't nobody paying him that shit. Especially when they see him and he looks like he's ain't lifted a weight. The only no, thing he's been lifting the only thing he's been lifting is a microphone. Nah, bro, podcasting pays too much money for that, bro. No, for sure. I'm not I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he's he don't need to be playing football. Nah. Nah. I wouldn't either, though. Hell, podcast pay that much money. I'm not going to go get no concussion, and, and I can go here and and call half the league, all the cool niggas in the league to come drink with me and right. make some content. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't blame him. I, I wouldn't want him back, and I don't think he should want to come back unless he absolutely does it for the love of the game. But come on now. now come ben on Jones, now. We'll take back with open arms, buddy. If you, you want to come back out, Ben, we'll take you. He's been real quiet. I don't think anybody signed him. But he's I, I always figured he would retire. Ben is on a forum somewhere. Ben is on a forum somewhere, but he not. He he might have went ahead and retired and just didn't tell nobody. No, I think he I mean he basically did, it seems like. But that wouldn't be a bad shout to bring him back just for some depth interior O line. But if we do that then stopped off on the forum. Just come on out, out here, <laughs> man. Put put on them cleats for for six more weeks. That wouldn't be a bad idea. That actually wouldn't be a bad idea. I could see so if we if we were to theoretically bring him back for that first half of the year, and I don't think it would be for a first half of the year, it would be for the year, but he would be able to fill in across, you know, for center, and that would allow Brew, but that that gets us in the same predicament as last year with Brew playing guard. We we need him at center. Yeah, I mean it's the same problem either way. You you move him to guard again, we we still had the same problem. Honestly, yeah, we we'd be better off just keeping Levin and uh. And Brewer maybe putting Levin at guard. I think I think Levin's a little bit bigger 
uh, no, I Brewer. think Brewers put on some weight this year. They say, but he, I feel like Levin's still bigger though. Pause. Yeah, I'm. 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 A, that's crazy. I'm gonna go ahead and hop off on that one, dog. I'm gonna head into work. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> All right, dog. All right. Trail signing out. Trail signing out. So, what what do y'all think about pos- the possibility of bringing Ben Jones back? That ain't a bad shout. That ain't a bad shout. If we were to do that, then he would he would come in and play center, and Brew would be moved to one of the guard spots, and fight it out with Levin and Skaronski could be a left guard or. Brunskill could be at the guard spot. Skaronski could be at right tackle with Brew and Skaronski around Ben Jones as center. That wouldn't be too bad of an idea. That wouldn't be too bad of an idea. But other than that, Parlay Petit has put us in an absolute bind. A bind. Look, I'm getting Bet MGM notifications now. They hear me talking about Parlay Petit. I said Parlay 10 times this morning. Chat, chat, chat. Y'all let me know in the YouTube comments, too. Uh, where do y'all think our record to be after these first six games in New Orleans, Chargers, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Indy, and Baltimore? First six games without Nicholas petit Ferrer. MPF suspended six games for gambling. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know in the chat and comments. Y'all make sure to subscribe and subscribe, really. Just subscribe and follow all the socials, man. That's how you really support us. Subscribe on TFTV Sports. On YouTube or Twitch, that's the best way to support us, man. And follow us on all the socials at TFTV Sports and on Instagram at TFTV.Sports. Just touched on uh, Parlay Petit and his his suspension, six-game suspension. Puts the Titans in a big bind for the first six games of the season. Toughest toughest stretch of the season, and we're going to be without our starting right tackle. I think you would classify as Vrabel would say. I think you'd classify that as dumb shit that hurts the team. That's what that is. Dumb shit that hurts the team. But, you know, from what I understand, and this is organization-wide, organizations do not do a great job of conveying that particular rule within the subset of the gambling policy to the players. But, I mean, it's not. It's the player's responsibility to read through the handbook and the code of conduct if that's where it was at, not just ducked off into some book. But... A, tr- a room room for improvement for the Titans and, and variable to know that you got to go over all this shit because, you know, these guys are focused on football. They're not focused on the fine, minute, and trivial letters of the law within the rule book. So whether that's – I mean, that, that also could fall on the agents too, though. So, I mean, <clears throat> there's there's accountability and responsibility that was that was not present for across a lot of entities for this. It just wasn't. Well, we got 638 this morning. It's a hot day in Clarksville, Tennessee, slash Nashville, Tennessee. Hot as hell outside. But it ain't as hot as uh, that hot seat MPF is going to be on when he comes back. Because uh, I think, depending on who we put out there, I, I'd expect him to perform. Brunskill is a free agent signing from San Francisco. I'd expect him to perform out there. If Skaronski gets put out there, that's a possibility that he would be. I mean, it'd be hard to get MPF back. That's the goal. That's the goal that the Titans and that offensive room should have is – this guy, he shouldn't, he shouldn't just come in and step right in and get get that get that right tackle spot back. That's the beauty of having competition in an offensive line room or any position group room to begin with. Is you've got to make it hard on these guys to just step right back into positions. It shouldn't happen like that. Guys should be performing, you know. So that's the goal, and 
Hopefully, whoever's put there, whether that's Goronsky, Brunskill, I'd imagine it's one of those two. For me, I'd probably prefer – Trailton won me over a little bit. I think Brunskill would do well out there. He's 6'5", same height as Dillard. So, you know, I, th- I think he could go out there. But if not, you could put Skaronsky out there and then put uh, Brunskill at guard and Levin at the other guard spot and Brew at center, and, and we'd get by for those first six weeks except for that Cleveland game. That Cleveland game is going to be fucking rough. Rough. But here we go. In the meantime, let's uh let's switch gears here. Let's switch gears here. Talk about some some uh some Shohei. Shohei Atani. Shohei Atani. Shohei Atani. And what he's doing to these pitchers. Fatality. Fatality. He he's killing them, man. He's killing them. Everything they throw, he's heading out the park. 14th home run yesterday in the month of June. 14 home runs in the month of June. That's an Angels record. And then they still lost. Something's wrong with the Angels, man. Chat, what do y'all what do y'all think about the Angels, man? What what is going on with them? You got the best player in baseball in Otani. The second best player in baseball in Trout, arguably. I mean, you can you can count them as two of the two of the better players of all time. They're in the top 20 all time, I'd say. You know, between them two. What the hell is wrong with the Angels? And that's it's you can't blame the coaches anymore because they've played carousel with the coaches. So it ain't the coaches. I'm not sure what they've done about the GMs, but you got to look at them. You got to look at ownership. I mean, the Angels haven't exactly been a model organization over the years, sadly. You know, they've had a lot of issues down there. More so bigger issues than what's on the what they put out there on the field. But I'm just talking about their issues on the field today. They have a lot. You know, I think they're they're eight games back in the West. If they don't make the playoffs this year, I already think Otani's good as gone anyway. But if they don't make the playoffs, they might as well not they might as well not even put in a damn contract offer. Don't waste the time. He's not staying. You know? And Trout, for him to stay, I think that was a mistake. But you know, he I mean, he must love LA. He must love the Angels organization. But you got Otani earlier in the week. This guy, and I think they won that game. But it's it's still to my point of his greatness. The guy strikes out 10 guys, hits two bombs. You know, you have somebody of that caliber, that's a win every five days. Should be. At least four out of four out of five weeks. That should be a win every five days that that guy's hit or pitching and hitting. He's one of the best pitchers, one of the best hitters. That should be a win. One out of every five days of the year. It should be. And, and there's no excuse for it not to be. I mean, I've I've talked to Angels fans. They say it's the supporting cast sucks, but damn. Come on now. Got to get better. You got Otani hitting four, what I say, 14 home runs in the month of May or June? 14? And they still can't get it together? Come on now. Y'all call in 931-603-1476. 931-603-1476. What do y'all think about Shohei Otani and the Angels? What they're doing? It's, it's a travesty. It's a travesty. It's 29 home runs that Otani has on the year. 29 home runs. Let's see the Angels record and the AOS. Send him, yeah, send, send Otani to the Nashville Stars. They're six games back. The Angels are 44 and 39, six games back of the Rangers and the West. Which is, I mean, that's still a, that's not over by any means. But 
they've got to they've got to do better. What's the wild card wild card record wild card standings looking like? L wild card. I need a stat guy in this motherfucker. I shouldn't be the stat guy. Here we go. Wild card standings. Wild card standings coming up. Orioles forty eight and thirty one. Angels hell they're they're five game four games back of that and they're on a, a two game slide. The Angels are so I mean. Yeah, they're four games back of the, the Orioles, and of course they'll have that playing game. So they're they're a game back of the Yankees for that playing game. But you shouldn't be scraping into the playoffs via a playoff a playing game, which it don't matter as long as you get in the playoffs. I understand that. You have Otani and Trout. You shouldn't be just scraping by getting into the playoffs. You should be winning that division. You should be. What they're doing is unacceptable out there. But I mean, they're gonna they're gonna pay because Otani's gonna bounce and. I don't think Trout will go anywhere, but they should look to get some pieces and start over. Because what they're doing right now ain't working. What they're doing now is not working. Let me see if uh, let me see if I I'm a, I'm gonna try and get an Angels caller in here real quick. I'm a, I'm gonna try and get an Angels caller in here real quick. Let me let me see. Diehard Angels fan, he goes to games and shit all the time. Let me see if I get him in. Y'all y'all bear with me. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Sports Sex Morning Show, the Angels fan did not want any parts of this. He didn't want any parts of it. He, he didn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't either, though. Just like I don't want to talk about the Red Sox. They fucking suck. But still, I mean, you've got two perennial MVPs on your team. Two MVPs on your team. And you're barely scraping in via the, the playing game. And that's a... At best, what it looked like now. I mean, they're six games back in the West against the team. Texas is hot. Hot. So, y'all let me know in the YouTube comments, Twitch comments, the chat. Y'all let me know what y'all think about the Angels and the predicament they're in with Otani and Trout not being able to get it done, man. It's sad. It's a sad, sad day to be an Angels fan. Uh, you know, honestly, it's sad. We'll get into the All-Star. Let's get into the All-Star game July 11th. MLB All-Star Game. They've released the, the starters. <coughs> They've released the starters for the All-Star Game. We're going to start off reading the AL the AL team. And once again, this is July 11th. At catcher, we got Jonah Heim from Texas. First base, Yandy Diaz from Tampa Bay. Second base, Marcus Simeon from Texas. Damn, the Rangers didn't, didn't clean them. Third base, Josh Jung from Texas. Corey Seager from Texas for shortstop. God, dog. One, two, three, four. Four players from Texas starting. Outfield, you got Mike Trout. Uh, Aaron Judge, he's not playing. Uh, Randy Arizarena from Tampa Bay. I read that like a like somebody from Tennessee. Arizarena. And then, of course, the DH, you got Shohei Otani. Uh, for the NL, we got Sean Murphy from Atlanta. Freddie Freeman, he's from Atlanta, but he's playing in L.A. He he wish he was in Atlanta. If they had Freddie Freeman right now, boy, I know Matt Elson's doing doing well, leading the league in homers, but Freeman is a different dog. Second base, you got Luis Ariza from Miami. Third base, you got Arenado from St. Louis. Arcia from Atlanta starting at shortstop. My boy Ronald Acuna starting at outfield from the Braves. Corbin Carroll from Arizona. Good young talent, that is. Starting in, in outfield. And Mookie from Nashville, Tennessee. Mookie bets. From the L.A. Dodgers, starting at uh, outfield, and J.D. Martinez starting at D.H. So from that, I'm looking at I'm looking at this NL team. I'm like, they should they should do something against the AL team just off the top of my head. 
Looks like they should be able to. Yeah, Justin, you make a good point on uh, Trout and Otani's leadership or lack thereof. You know, I, I can't expect too much from Otani because he's still, I mean, how many years has he been in been in the Angels? What, three years? I mean, it's about time now he should he should be stepping up as a leader, but he might see, see that he's got one foot out the door and said he's done. But Trout, on the other hand, I mean that you can you can lead a baseball team, and what they have in in the Angels is I don't know what's going on, you know. But but the thing is, leadership doesn't start with the players, though. I mean, it starts with the players on a on a level of the team, but that leadership problem in L.A. to me is upper leadership, upper management, ownership. That's where I think the leadership problem in for the Angels lies. I don't think it lies with Trout. I mean, yeah, he could probably do better. Or he's trying. He might be doing the best that he can. But I don't. I don't see. I don't know if that's necessarily a a Trout problem. Here, I'm about to read off the home run derby participants. Participants too. We got Vladdy Jr. Vladdy Jr. is going to be in it. I think Mookie Betts also said that he will be in it. Mookie Betts. Julio Rodriguez, those are the only two that are actually confirmed, according to this article by uh, CBS. But I, I think Mookie Betts said he's going to be in the in the home run derby also, to be honest. Hopefully, Otani goes in too, but we're not sure. But right now, it's just Vladdy Jr. and uh, Julio Rodriguez. But I could have sworn. Yeah, Mookie Betts too. Mookie Betts also is going to be in the, uh, in the home run derby. So as of right now, we got Mookie Betts, Julio Rodriguez, and Vladdy Jr. in the home run derby. That's going to be fun to watch. We're going to live stream that. We're going to live stream. TFTV is going to live stream all the uh, All-Star Weekend festivities. Maybe not Maybe not all of them. That should be boring. I ain't gonna lie. Probably the home run derby and the game itself. We'll live stream that. That'll be fun. Jay says he can step up for WBC, but not the MLB. Well, I mean, he, he does his job. He does his job. And he, he he's an he's MVP. Both of them. Are you talking about Trout or Otani stepping up for the WBC and not the MLB? Because Otani definitely did his thing in the WBC, but he's also doing his thing in the MLB also. Trout, on the other hand, I mean, I don't think he's having too good of a year either, though. I mean, he, I think he's – let me pull up his uh, his average and shit this year. I don't think he's doing too hot. Yeah, he's hitting 260 this year. I mean, he has 2.7 more this year, which is – that's low for him. But he's hitting 260. With 17 homers, which is pretty decent. That's good for Trout. 42 RBIs. But that average is way, way, way down for him. Way down for him. His OBP is 367, which is sort of low to his standards. He was 369 last year. So he's having a down year, but I don't blame him. They played in the World Baseball Classic earlier in the year. It's a lot of baseball. (coughs) A lot of baseball. Oh, you're talking about Otani for his leadership with the WBC. Yeah, I get you, I get you, I get you. Well, I mean, he gave that pregame pep talk in Japanese. He can't do that over here for the Angels. You you expect Otani, uh, (laughs) you expect Otani and his translator to be right there giving a pregame speech, his his translator giving a hoorah and shit? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it hits the same. He can give it a try, though. The Angels need all they can get. They might need a try. They might need what the Angels need. Is a Otani pregame speech. I think his English is a lot better than what we give him credit for. But still, we need a pregame speech. The Angels need a pregame speech 
from Shohei Otani and his translator. Maybe that'll get them some wins and get them up in that AOS division where they, they six games back of uh six games back of of the uh who is it? The damn no, the the Rangers who are red hot. Six games back of the Rangers. We need a Shohei Otani translator speech. That should hit. I ain't gonna lie, that should hit. That might actually work for them. They need some help. They need some help. Here we go. What else we gonna get into? Who do y'all who do y'all think is uh who will win the home run derby? I know we only got three guys in right now, but Mookie Betts, Julio Rodriguez, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. But I think, man, this would be Mookie's first home run derby. I don't think he'll do well. But I think uh I think I I've always put my money on Vladdy Jr. I ain't gonna lie. Ronald, if he gets in there, that yeah, that would be a good shout. What have they said? Have has has he came out and said that he would be be doing the home run derby? Because I don't see it. That would be nice to see him in there. What is uh what is Acuna's uh what's Acuna's stolen base count up to now? I want to see Tatis in there too. Tatis would be nice. Acuna does home run derbies in Venezuela. He won that in November of 2022. He needs to win one over here. Yeah, he won the Venezuelan home run derby. And the fans stormed the field. That's pretty fucking dope. If Acuna does it, I'll be rooting for Acuna, of course. I'm rooting for Mookie, but I don't think he'll do well in it just because it being his first home run derby. And he doesn't strike me as a guy that, like a Pete Alonzo type that's just going to muscle the ball out. I mean, he's got plenty of power. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if he's got Pete Alonzo or Acuna power or Vladdy Jr. power. You know, I don't I don't think he has that in, has that in him. But, you know, I, I'd like to see I'd like to see Acuna, Vladdy Jr. go at it and somebody like Pete Alonzo if he participates. It'd be nice. But I, I want to see the perennial guys in the home run derby, like your Harpers, you know, these guys. Then you can sprinkle in some of the younger, younger, bigger guys with talent. But I want to see your Harpers, your Pete Alonzo's, your Vladdy Juniors. You know, hell, I'd even like to see Otani in there. You know, I, wasn't Otani in there last year? I think he was. I might be wrong on that. But that would be that would be fun to watch. And the Homer Derby already is fun to watch, but you know. Acuna's got more power than Mookie, though. It might be the same size, but Acuna's got more power. He's got more power than Mookie. Mookie's a little bit older, too. But I don't I just for some reason I just don't think Mookie would do do well or Yeah, he's got way more pop than than Mookie. Yeah, he did. I, that is right. He did. He fumbled the, the home run derby. Hell, he had a lot going on, man. But yeah, Acuna and Mookie, they're about the same size, but Acuna's got way more power, dude. He's younger. He got way more power. He's more of a, you know, Mookie, Mookie really doesn't elevate the ball like that, like uh, like Acuna does either. But of course, that's that's game specific. Specific that can change in the home run derby. But I just, for me, I don't think Mookie do that well in the home run derby. I might be entirely wrong. I might come on this come on this show after that Monday. And the motherfucker didn't hit 50 home runs, but I just don't see it. No, for sure. Acuna's got crazy power, man, for his size. Insane. How many stolen bases is Acuna at now? Let's, let's see. Acuna's stolen base. That man, he ain't going to break the record, but sheesh. How many stolen bases is he at? Austin, how many stolen bases does Acuna have so far? Thought you was keeping it. A counter on your calendar in your room or something. 
Nah, that was as of June sixteenth. He had twenty nine. That ain't that ain't true. He didn't stole a lot more since then. He didn't stole a lot more since then. Let me, here we go. Stolen bases for Ronald Acuna. God dog, why is it so hard? Oh, 36. 36 stolen bases for Ronald Acuna so far this year. I told you, Austin, I told you he'll get 80. He'll get up to 80. I mean, we got we got a week, a week and some change, almost two weeks before the All-Star break. Or the all probably about a week. <coughs> a good week before the All-Star game. I think he'll get to 80 by the end of the year, and that'll be absolutely insane. 40, 80. 40 home runs, 80 stolen bases is insane. Insane. 40-40 is already a, a, a outlierish is year. That's only happened a couple times with Canseco, Bonds, and them cats. If he gets 40-80, that has to go down as one of the Wally, and he's hitting for a good average. That has to go down as one of the Yeah, NL MVP for sure. That that's that's you can take that to the bank right now. But that has to go down as one of the best seasons as a hitter that, that you can have. Thoughts on my cousin, Ella De La Cruz. Yeah, man, that's, you know, we some kin. But, dude, man, he he's what he's what solidifies and embodies what making baseball fun is for the, for the average person. Somebody that's a baseball fanatic and that really, really knows the game like baseball, they already love Ella De La Cruz. They see that from a mile away. But Ellie De La Cruz is the type of player that puts your puts the average guy, the average fans, back into the stands. That's what he's doing. And since he's Dominican, he's from DR. That's what he's doing in Cincinnati. I've never. This is since the days of Griffey, way back when, and even then they was empty. I have not seen Great American Ballpark that full on a consistent basis as I'm seeing with Ellie De La Cruz. This guy's beating out choppers. He's beating out choppers at third base. The guy's a track star. He's a track star. And I think I touched on this last week, but I'll, I'll hit on it again. What else makes baseball fun, and this is not just to the average player, average fans, but even to the average fans, this really makes baseball fun. But baseball's return to bigger shortstops. I was talking talking with my barber uh, a couple of nights ago about this. But in the early 2000s, you've got your Jeters, your Garcia Parras, your A-Rods, these big shortstops, these 6'3", six, 6'4", six, shortstops hitting for power, doing everything. We need that in the MLB now. And it's getting back to that a little bit. Seager's a bigger shortstop. Uh, Correa is a big shortstop. Ellie De La Cruz is fucking 6'5", big shortstop. You know, the best athletes on the field need to be playing shortstop. Any other, either shortstop or center field, any other sport, the best athletes are playing these premier positions except baseball, and I don't understand why. You know, and, and I, athletes is all relative. That's a loaded term to use. But when I say, I said he's he was a bigger shortstop. Jeter ain't hit for nothing. He got beat on fastballs for, for a career. Jeter ain't hit for no power. But the bigger shortstops, as in stature, as in stature, with your, you got like your Ellie De La Cruz's, he might not necessarily hit for power like a Correa does, but he's a bigger, bigger body shortstop ca- carrying or covering so much ground in the infield like that. You need that. That's what brings brings players out to the or fans out to the ballpark is seeing these big rangy shortstops just come out here making fucking plays. 
coming up here hitting, hitting for power or beating out ground balls at third base. That is what that is what fans love to see, you know. So, Ellie De La Cruz, man, he's special. I can't wait to see how far he goes with it, to be honest. But what he's doing in Cincinnati is absolutely amazing. I want to see them go as far as they can for the NL. I'm definitely rooting for them at this moment until National Stars go to the NL Central. You know, hopefully, then I won't be rooting for them. But in that case, if the National Stars get a get an expansion team and go to the NL Central, then we'll see Ellie De La Cruz in Nashville all the time, and that wouldn't be a bad idea. But yeah, you make a good point about uh, Derek Jeter playing at a little league field for his whole life. Yeah, the, the porch in right field at Yankee Stadium was like 298. This dude got beat off fastballs and made a career out of it. He was late all the time. Got beat on fastballs, getting jam shots, made a career out of jam shots. 3,000 times. It's my Derek Jeter agenda. Get him out of here. I can't even, I can't even like it. Yeah. De La Cruz beat out a chopper to first base, too. He needs to just go ahead and beat the chopper out to the pitcher next. Or lay a bunt down right next to the catcher, see if he can beat that out. Dude's special, man. He's special. He is special. And the, the Reds have struck gold with him, to be honest. What else are we going to touch on? What else are we going to touch on? We got the AL, uh, AL, NL All Star games. Otani carrying the. Uh, the Angels as far as he can. It's rough out there for the Angels, man. Let's talk Vols baseball. Vols baseball. Big transfer, big transfer news for the Vols. Of course, the Chase Burns situation is still uh working his way, working his way through the process. He's put in his request to be in the transfer portal. They say he's not opposed to returning to Tennessee, but I just don't see it happening, to be honest. They'd have to cough up a bag. They'd have a they'd have to cough up a bag to get him back. But they've already got a pitcher from Wichita State. I'm not going to say that he's he's a replacement for for uh, Chase Burns by any means, but he's a relief pitcher. Nate, Nate Sneed's coming in from Wichita State. Pretty solid pitcher from what I read. You say he's full of potential. Last year pitched 42 and two-thirds innings, 53 strikeouts, good strikeout right there, and only gave up 18 runs for a 3.16 ERA. So not bad. That's according to uh, Alfred Esmond. Not bad, and it's a good arm that the uh, – that Tennessee will be getting. Say he has a high 90s to 100-mile-per-hour fastball, 6'2". So a bigger pitcher, big, powerful pitcher that's that's going to hum it in there. He's never pitched more than three innings in any of his parents, too, so he's a, a bona fide relief guy. But you can't ha- you can't never have enough arms in the bullpen. So they lost uh, the utility player, Logan Chambers. He put in requests to go on the transfer portal. He's entered the transfer portal. Ain't no putting in a request. So, I mean, that... That would be a decent, a decent loss, but he's he's a utility guy. He wasn't hitting them but like two, two seventy, if I'm not mistaken. If that no, two twenty. He was hitting two twenty last year. Of course, it's a lot harder doing it as a utility guy because your your at bats are more spotty. But I mean, they can that's replaceable. The big news for Tennessee. The big news for Tennessee. I wish my boy Jay West was in here. The big news for for Tennessee is getting Cannon Peebles. Cannon Peebles, a catcher transfer. From North Carolina State, he was all ACC as a freshman. I mean, the guy rakes. Switch hitting catcher, hit 352, 12 home runs, 50 RBIs in 31, 39 games. That's the catcher. Yeah, Cal Stark is over with for Cal Stark. Cannon Peebles. Hello, Cannon Peebles. All ACC freshman. Man hit 352. 352. 12 homers as a catcher. 
You shouldn't be getting output like that from a catcher. Shouldn't be happening. But Tennessee has it in Cannon Peebles. Y'all let me know in the comments what y'all think about Cannon Peebles. Chat, what do y'all think about Cannon Peebles? Looks like he's going to be an absolute stud for Tennessee from Ashland, Virginia. That's exactly what they needed there. They also got A.J. Causey from Jacksonville State. Really good arm from Jacksonville State from everything that I see. But I'm more excited about the Cannon Peebles transfer, and I think he's going to do extremely well taking over from Cal Stark. Yeah, Cal Stark hit sub 200, close to 200. That's unacceptable. I mean, I understand as a catcher, but hitting 200, you can't do that. Can't win like that. But now you got a guy to hit 358 in the ACC, or was it eight? Yeah, the ACC as a freshman. 352 as a freshman with 12 homers. 12 homers in 39 games. That's not bad. Yeah, I did hear about that. Manny Ramirez's son come into Tennessee. That's a good pickup, too. Is he he's Manny Ramirez Jr., ain't he? Let me let me look him up. I think it's Manny Ramirez Jr. Uh, Luca Ramirez. Yeah, class of 2024. Luca Ramirez. Man, if he's half the hitter that that Manny is, man, you can't beat that. First baseman and outfielder announced his commitment on January. Yeah, that was in he did that in January. I did hear about that in January. That's gonna be a solid pickup. Class of 2024. So did if he's class of 2024, that means he comes in this year, right? So he'll be joining this year? Should be. He's from American Heritage and Plantation, Florida. So, man, he he should be raking, man, to be honest. 6'4", 194 pounds. He's got room to grow into that frame. Sheesh. Oh, dude's IG name is Ovio Luca. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. So, yeah, but he should still, if he can hit half as good as his daddy, man, That'll help Tennessee get another big bat that they need. But he's he's a freshman too, though, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm more excited about Cannon Peebles at catch and pick up. Who's locked in with Hitter Man? Ramirez's son is. If you lock in with Hitter Man with te- with Teacher Man 1986 on Twitter, the hitting guru. If you locked in with him, you're gonna be smacking. Look what look what happened to Judge. Judge gets with him, one of the best hitters in baseball. See, I didn't know he was with Teacher Man. Teacher Man's that guy. Shout out to Teacher Man 1986. I've been following him for years on Twitter. Damn, I didn't know that. That's what's up. Oh, yeah, he can hit them. He can hit them if he's been working with Teacher Man since, since he was a kid, for sure. He can rake. That's a good sign. No, I, I'm really excited about Tennessee baseball this coming season, too. I'm excited about Tennessee football, too. You know, both of them, football and baseball, cannot wait to see where both teams go, but I think baseball is going to be, I think they're going to do some damage. Even if they lose Chase Burns, if they get Chase Burns back, that'll be excellent. Don't get me wrong. That'll be amazing. But even if they lose them, I think they'll be really, really good because there's not a shortage of arms there. But Teller knows how to get some arms in, on the squad. I mean, he's already got the two guys, the guy from Wichita State and the guy from Jacksonville State. Granted, they're relief, relief guys, but you need a strong bullpen, as you can see. A bullpen will take you a long way in, in Omaha. To be honest, we'll take you a long way. Shout out to the viewers for the Sports Section Morning Show. We appreciate y'all y'all joining and commenting with us. Make sure y'all subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch, TFTV Sports. Follow us on socials at TFTV Sports and on Instagram at TFTV.Sports. We've had a lot to talk about so far. We talked about Parlay Petit, Parlay Petit Ferrer, Parlay Petit. MPF Titans right tackle getting suspended six games for gambling. They say he was gambling on KBO. That should have been a suspension in his own. 
Just talked on, touched on Vols baseball. Got Cannon Peebles, big big time hitting catcher, all ACC freshman catcher, hitting hit for a three. What he hit three fifty two with twelve homers. Big bat the Tennessee Vols will be adding. All oh, Twitch got five ads in a row yet. Man, Twitch out of control, ain't it? <laughs> but uh, that's why you can listen on you can listen on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can listen to us all there. TFTV Sports Section Morning Show is live this morning. Live this morning. Let's hit on next. Let's hit on. Let's talk about James Harden, man. James Harden's opted in for the 76ers for $35.6 million. That's a lot of money. A lot of money, boy. Sixers are exploring a trade according to Wash. So, supposedly, this man, James Harden, has been still working out at the, the Houston facility, you know, in the offseason and such, since he's left, sparingly. If Houston gets, they already have Udoka, who we all know about email Udoka, what he didn't, what he didn't done, man, and he didn't went to Houston. I don't, that might not have been the best career choice for him, personally. But if Harden goes back down there, man, them, them exotic dancers down there in Houston finna get paid, boy. They finna get paid between Udoka and Harden. Them boys finna get their jerseys re-retired in the rafters of of the exotic dancing clubs in Houston. I wish my boy Trail was on. He know exactly what the club is where they be retiring the jerseys. Harden and Udoka will have their jerseys retired. Porter Jr. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, that, that, them exotic dancers down there in Houston are, are happy right now, to say the least. You got them caliber. Just think, just think if my boy went down there. Just think if my boy went down there. Zion. If they got Zion in Houston, I'm I'm a, I'm a we need Zion in Houston just for that, just for that. We got to see Zion in Houston. So, man, them strippers might start opening up their own strip club. They they might branch off. They might form a union down there, fucking with Zion, Harden, Udoka, and Porter Jr. Them strippers gonna unionize down there in Houston. <laughs> I don't blame them. They finna be making that paper now. Gotta have gotta have Zion down there. Oh yeah, and we'll. Yeah, I did see that, man. Chat talking about Mariah Mills and her her test that came back positive. I don't believe that one bit, bro. I don't believe that one bit. That's for clout. She got the man name tattooed on her face. Uh, She bought... I don't know if she did this, but I'm assuming. She bought a pregnancy test. Who is... Who are you talking about? Who is who? You know who Mariah Mills is. Quit playing. She bought a pregnancy test. And, well, apparently she took it. I'm just say from her from her perspective, she took it and it was positive. I think that's cap. That's a hundred percent cap. I think like like my boy Austin said in the chat. I think she bought it off a prankster website with a positive test, took it and said it's Zion baby. Ain't no way that's Zion baby though. Ain't no way. If he did, that is that's a bigger bag fumble than Ja. I can't lie. I. Can't. Hey, he gets knocked down below Joff if he did that. If Zion did did what I think he did, man, he's he way lower. He way lower. I'm more disappointed in him than I am in Ja. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. That that's that is unheard of. Well, it's not unheard of because some NBA cats do it all. Paul George did it. That, them NBA cats do that shit all the time. But hell, Drake did it too. Why these niggas are? Why are they knocking knocking up? P-Star. I can't even say it. P-Stars. Why are they doing it? 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Drizzy did it too. Come on now. Yeah, corn, a corn star pregnant is absolutely insane, bro. It's insane. Zion cannot be doing that, man. Come on, Zion. Get your head in the game. Come on, man. She got she tattooing her name on her on her face. You got her banned off Twitter. Adam Silver had to pull that plug on her on Twitter. She went to Instagram with the shenanigans. She went to Instagram with the shenanigans. Now she's saying she's pregnant by the boy, man. He need to get away from her. Stay out of Dallas, Zion. Don't go to Dallas. Go to Houston. Trick down there in Houston. You can do some high-quality tricking down there in Houston, and it's going to stay discreet, Zion. Don't ask me how I know. Of course, I'm not on your level of tricking, but you can do some high-level, high-quality tricking in Houston, and it will be discreet. It will be discreet. You ain't going to be on social media with it unless you get your jersey retired. You ain't going to be on social media with it and all that. It will stay discreet, Zion. Go to Houston. Don't go to New York, man. There's too much trouble up there in New York for you. Go to Houston, bro. Go to Houston. Let's take some callers. What y'all think about this Zion situation? 931-603-1476. 931-603-1476. The Zion situation and James Harden going to the 76ers. Or uh, leaving the 76ers. They're looking to trade them. Maybe going to Houston. Atlanta would be trouble for Zion, too. But I think from a basketball sense, that would actually be pretty good. I'd like to see him in Atlanta. That wouldn't be bad. That would not be bad to see him in Atlanta. Zion to Atlanta wouldn't be bad. Zion to Houston. They, hey, they'd be throwing, man. If he was in Houston, they'd be, they'd be a problem down there. I ain't going to lie. They don't need Harden down there if they get Zion, of course. They don't need it. We got a caller in. We got a caller in. All right, all right. We got Jay Will joining. Jay Will joining. What do you think about James Harden going down there to uh, Houston, potentially getting his jersey retired next to Udoka? I mean, it seemed like he ain't never left, man. Oh, I know. It seemed, he was down there practicing and shit all the time. That's what they say. It's his offseason. You know, that's where he spent all season at. But they really need to get Zion down there with Lou Williams, down there Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou retired, but he can still advise and consult. Yeah, and then they, they need to introduce him down there um, to, uh, you know, where the wings at. <laughs> hey, man. They're going to they gonna have them strippers unionizing down there down there in Houston with uh, if he were to go down there, if Zion were to go down there. They're going to boost the economy. They're going to have them strippers buying houses. Oh, they've they been doing that. They're they finna start buying uh, housing projects and not housing projects, but damn, apartment buildings. And and God, commercial buildings, condos, they finna get into the the real estate game. Those strippers will even more than they already are. Yeah, they next thing you know, they're gonna be on Netflix with their own real estate show. It's gonna be a shot. Oh yeah, in Houston, <laughs> they gonna have the they gonna have the camera camera shot, the pan shot with Zion in the back, looking like a simp, <laughs> looking like a simp. He gonna be in the background. But the crazy thing is, man, Zion been wild on Snapchat since he was at Duke. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was going crazy. He's been wild on Snapchat. I remember I seen a meme go around. I forget what it said, but it was wild though. But that was that was with the milk of magnesia too. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he yeah, he, he done, um, switched over. He done switched over now to the sisters, but you know he he's working to improve. But you gotta you gotta mess with the right sisters. Mariah Mills, you that you can't do that, man. Get her to sign an NDA or something. That's where he messed up at. He got to get the NDAs. He got to start getting the NDA signed. Do what? About Jamal Murray. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They all do it, man. Now, these NBA cats are out of control. I don't understand why they're not getting the, getting the, getting them to find sign no damn NDAs. That's what they need. But they he, want the clout. that's what it is. What do you think? Zion will look. I think he'll do well in Houston from a basketball sense. Not even talking about the strippers. Man, Zion's soft, dog. No, nah, I think he'll do he, well, he said, man. He said, man. He said, I'm, I'm physically, I'm fine. You know, it's all just about mentally. You know, um, from do you see? Going, you like, see what, what he was going heck? through? Listen, listen, you see what he was going you through? You don't know what I go through in my well, life. No, nah, no, nah, because you got the dude on the old white socks. Who? The uh, outfielder. Oh, Tim Anderson? He's not an outfielder. He's yeah, a shortstop. Yeah, the shortstop. You got Tim Anderson. Yeah, he's, he's another one. You don't know what I go through in my life. Instagram during the game. He's at, he up at that. Oh, my God. His wife and his, and his new baby mama. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the, the the gossip, the background gossip shit, man. That shit's crazy. These these, these no, guys got it. He, he confirmed it. He said he's just trying to focus on getting his family back in order. Oh, is that what he said? And I don't know if he's gonna have a joint family. He need to try and pull Nick Cannon to put the blueprint out for these cats. I don't know why they they tripping. Nick Cannon then laid the blueprint for him. Yeah, Nick Cannon got the blueprint. Yeah, he got the blueprint. He said you got you have ten kids, you're in the clear. Yeah, you just got to reach that threshold. When you still at two or three or four kids, it don't work, bro. You got to get up to about eight. You get up to about eight, then they no, then they can't all be mad at each other. They can't be. <laughs> no, man, but I think uh, James Harden wash. James Harden, old man. James Harden in his thirties, I think he is. James but he can still hoop. Ten, fifteen years, damn you. You got to forget James Harden used to be six man on the Thunder. Yeah, he can you still know, hoop though. Yeah, he can hoop, but you, you he he he's not the star. He he'll never carry a team. You know, he has to be no, the, no, no. another star. You're right. But they got some young cats down there that that's hooping too though in Houston. That they do. Yes, they do. They got Kevin Porter, they got some more cats out there. Uh, but you know, I think I think it's LeBron's NBA still. Oh, of James. course. Of course. He talk about the Lakers he... gotta the Lakers gotta get right. He was talking about this shit, talking like about he was dope. retiring. What you think about that? Uh, he, um, he, he, I don't know what he's saying. He was just emotional. He wants some attention. That's what it is. Like when he'd be faking them he hamstring injuries. Like he, he was, was faking them cramps. Man, man wants some attention. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, I think we're going to transition into some Arsenal stuff. You you don't know nothing about Arsenal, do you? I don't know nothing about soccer, man. I think that's my cue. You need to, you need to tap in. At least with Nashville SC. Start you. start fucking with Nashville SC, man. I got you. All right, bro. Appreciate the call. Jay Will, T distinguished TFTV member join. Appreciate it. Let's talk about Arsenal, man. Let's talk about Arsenal. We got about 40 minutes left. 40 minutes left. It's been a good show so far, man. Good show. Arsenal, Declan Rice deal agreed. The fee is agreed. They're still fucking with the payment structure. But uh 105 million pounds. 100, which translates to $132.5 million. Huge deal for Arsenal. Huge deal for Arsenal. That breaks their transfer record by like $30 million. So, which was previously Nicolas Pepe at $72.5 million. So, man, I think Declan Rice is going to transform this team, man. And so that, that leaves with, with Partey possibly leaving. But if we were to keep Partey and have a, a, a midfield of Declan Rice, Partey, and Odegaard, you're not getting past it, man. You're not getting past that midfield. You got a, you got two, quote unquote, destroyers. 
Declan can be a destroyer if he wanted to. And Party, you know, he's a chief circulator slash destroyer. But you can't beat that, man. Can't beat that. Chat says, sell Jesus, start bowling Yeah, Bolligan might be on his way out, man, because he wants to come in and start, and he just can't start at Arsenal. He ain't starting at Arsenal. He's not ready yet. He could be a good rotational piece. And for me, yeah, Bolligan can... I I can understand him wanting to start because he did so well in... uh, He did so well in France. But, man, like, you're playing at one of the biggest clubs in England, one of the biggest clubs in Europe and world football, Stay for a year and play in the cup games. Arsenal's going to be competing on four fronts. Champions League, Carabao, FA Cup, and then the, the Premier League. There's plenty of minutes there for Bolligan. I would like to see Enketia sold if we keep Bolligan. Maybe get $20 million for Enketia, but or maybe 25 or 30 I don't think we'll get 30 but I'd be satisfied with 20 or 25 with a buyback. But <clears throat> Bolligan stays sort of... Performs in that backup role, coming off the bench for the last 15 minutes and provide a little change of pace in the Premier League and Champion League games and plays all the Carabao Cup and FA Cup minutes. That's plenty of minutes for Balligan there. And he's playing in a much better setup than he would be in France or anywhere else. I mean, that Arsenal attacking attacking system can make a striker look good. And that's what Balligan needs. That'll give him the confidence and it'll allow him to build on what could be a, a run at a starting position next year. To make it to where, force Arsenal's hand to where they won't have to buy a striker next year like they think they will. I mean, next year, they're penciling it in for the summer that they buy a striker. Stay with Arsenal, Balligan, and perform this year in your minutes that you'll get. You'll get FA Cup minutes. You'll get Carabao Cup minutes. And you'll get the end of Champions League and Premier League games the last 15, 10 minutes of that. Make your presence known in that, Balligan, and, and extend the contract. Because that, that's where Arsenal are at with it. I don't think if if he ex- he doesn't extend the contract, I think they're ready to sell him. <clears throat> of course, it will be a buyback. But, I mean, it, I think he should stick around and, you know, fight for his spot at Arsenal. It's not going to be a starting spot this year, of course. But you can build into that and potentially start next year. He has a talent, too. He's one of the most talented talented players. He is the most talented American player to have, Captain America, forlorn ball again. Timber deal. Jurian Timber from IX to Arsenal. Deal agreed. That's according to IX journalist. Uh, starts with a V version. I can't say his name's Dutch. I can't say that shit. But he's a he's a prominent writer and really well connected to Ar- to IX. But he says the Jurian Timber deal is agreed between IX and Arsenal. 43.5 million pounds, which translates to $55 million for, and that's a discount for a player of Jurian Timbers of uh Jurian Timbers talent and tech technique ability the guy is to me a better version of ben white he might be as not as defensively sound and of course he's not as tall as ben white ben white's probably like six two and timber is only about five eleven five ten but technically and going forward and helping in the buildup timber is that guy he's that guy coming up through the ix academy they play and they train since he was a kid He's been training in that Johan Cruyff type of football of possession base, building from the back. The defenders, uh, defenders playing with the ball, progressive passes. He's been doing that his whole life. He's he's been molded for this role, this inverted fullback role for Arteta. His whole life, 
he has. And I think he's going to succeed a lot. I don't think he'll come in and start initially. He, he might. He very well could. We got Tommy Asu and Ben White in that right back role. But he's going to be starting midway through the season. He's going to be the premier guy at right back. That'll allow us to have some depth at center back with Rob Holden, who's potentially going to Celtic, they say. Some rumors of him leaving. Need him to go to Nashville, SC. But potential of, uh, of Timber slotting in at right back. It will be Saliba at center back, Gabriel at left back, and then Tierney or Zinchenko at left back with Declan and at the six. All right, so the Havertz deal has been made official by Arsenal, 65 million pounds. I think that's around $80 million or close to it. That deal has been confirmed from Chelsea to Arsenal. That's going to be a very intriguing sign. That's one of the exciting signings that I'm most excited about, even more so than the Declan deal. I mean, I'm excited for the Timber deal, but this Havertz deal is really, really making me excited to see what Arteta has cooking for him, man. So on the Arsenal site, they have him listed as a midfielder. In previous shows, I've said that he would come in and play as a striker or up front. Arsenal has him lift, lift, or listed as a midfielder, but as we know, Arteta's midfielders are up there with the forward line for most of the game when we're controlling the ball. We have 60 65% possession of games, especially against teams that will sit back in a low block. Your your lower relegated, your your teams that are fighting relegation and such, which we didn't do well against last year. But he's going to be in that front line with us building a 3-2-5. He's going to be in that front line of five, playing more as a forward than he would play as a midfield. He'll show up on the stat sheet and the lineup sheet as a midfielder, but we know he's not going to be playing much in the midfield. He's going to be in that front line causing havoc in the in the penalty box as well as he did at Chelsea. He might be playing a little behind the striker or something, but I'm excited to see how he does at Arsenal in that role. I think I could predict him getting probably about shit. I could see him getting a good season for him would be 10 and 10 would be a very, very good season for him. I think it'll more so be 10 and five because he'd get acclimated to the system and whatnot. But 10 and 10, Maybe 10 and 15 across all comps would be excellent from him. That's what I would like to see from Havertz. Another big deal for Arsenal is the signing of 16-year-old Ethan Nwari. Signs a scholarship to Arsenal, one of the most talented English players in the country in his age group at 16. He was the youngest player this past year. He was the youngest player to ever appear in a Premier League game at 15 and some change. 15 and a couple hundred days. Youngest player ever to appear in a Premier League match. And Arsenal were able to snatch him up and sign him on his scholarship deal amongst interest from other big clubs like your Manchester Cities, your Chelsea's, and uh, I want to say Liverpool was in on him too, and some teams abroad. But that is a huge deal for Arsenal to be able to retain some of their key talent, sign on a scholarship deal, because he's one of the most promising prospects that they have in their youth academy. And they were able to sign him to keep him. So he might be able to get some minutes this year in, you know, in some Carabao Cup games. He might. We'll see. I think he's ready for it. He's a really talented player. He can play across. He plays. He's played across the front line in some of the youth games, but he mainly plays right behind a striker as a 10 and somewhat of an 8. So he might get some minutes, not many, but just being able to get him to sign him to a long-term deal, Arsenal has done a really great job to do that. And that brings me to my next point of Edu and Arteta getting all this business done with transfers-wise. Notoriously, Arsenal would come in and not do their business until the last month of the window in August or, you know, try and sell all their players first and then be able to buy. They did the opposite of this window, and it's proven. It, it really will probably prove to show. I, I think Arsenal won the Premier League. They'll at least get a trophy this year. But 
coming in and doing your business up front, getting these players bought up front, have them acclimated and have them in by the beginning of of training or of training camp, what they call training camp, the preseason. That's going to be major for them. And I think that it'll prove dividends getting off to a hot start like we did last last season and being able to maintain that if we're able to maintain this level of depth that we've accumulated this window. So, of course, we're going to have some outgoings. You got Bolligan, Captain America. I think he'll be leaving. I'd like to see him stay, but if he were to leave, then that means Nketiah will be staying. But I'd like to see us move on from Nketiah, put in a buyback with him, of course, and keep Bolligan for those FA Cup and Carabao Cup minutes. Holding going to Celtic is what I've touched on. These are all these are all rumors at this moment. <clears throat> Partey going to Saudi or Juve. Uh, Jaka to Leverkusen. That's all but confirmed. I think it's for about 15 million pounds or 12 million pounds, something like that. Around 20 million dollars we'll be getting. The tyranny links away to Newcastle and such has gone cold, especially with Newcastle being linked with Livermento from Southampton. So. I would like to see Tierney stay. I think we have a place for him. There's plenty of minutes for, minutes for him. And I'd like, with the addition of Timber, being able to invert on the right-hand side instead of the left side, I think that would be really good for uh, for Tierney to be able to push forward and get some minutes at left back. Lukonga, Burnley is the only links I've seen so far. And we'd like to, I think that'll end up being a loan, with the option to buy potentially, wherever he goes. And then Nuno Tavares to West Ham for, like they said, around $8 million. Should cash in on Tavares. I mean, he's a talented player, but I don't think it'll work out for him on this level. So Mason Mount to United's official. It's a good signing for United. I think Mount's a good player, but uh, we'll see how it, how it, how it goes in United for them. They'll have Mount, Bruno, and Casemiro on that midfield. That's a little attacking heavy, but it ain't no more attacking heavy than Arsenal. But the difference is Arsenal's going to control games a lot more than United will going into the season. So that could be problematic for them. Tim Weah, Tim Weah to Juve. He arrived in Turin a couple days ago and conducted his medical, made that move official. Another big move for a U.S. men's national team player. And I think he'll do really well at Juve. He's really versatile at Lille. Seen a, a stat where he played He played all over. He played right back, left back, all across the midfield and all across the attacking midfield. So Juve could really use that, and I think he'll do really well there, to be honest. Next, we got, Mon- or I was going to call him Mansa Musa. <laughs> Yunus Musa. Uh, agreed terms with AC Milan. So now it's up to the clubs between AC Milan and Valencia to agree to a fee for Yunus Musa. But that will be another good move for another very, very, very talented U.S. men's talented U.S. men's national team player. Musa is a midfielder that I really like, and he performed really well at the World Cup. Really dynamic, former Arsenal man. He grew up in the Arsenal academy, so he knows how to play. He's he's got the technique and everything, of course, because he came from Arsenal. But we touched on, and just as the chat is saying. We've touched on Pulisic being linked to Milan. He's not going to play if he goes there. If he plays, it'll be on the right. But that's not his best position. But if Pulisic was to join Musa there, I think that would do really well for both of them in their acclimation process to Italian football and the Italian culture. Because Musa's been in Spain. Pulisic has been in England and Germany. And, you know, Musa, of course, has been in England also. But the Italian game is a little bit different than Germany, Spain, and the English Premier League. It's a little bit slower, a little more defensive. That could prove well for both players, even way attacking-minded players going to a more defensive league. You know, I'm not I'm not saying they don't they don't have attacking talent in that league, but it's it's the Italian way of playing is to sit back and soak up pressure and just be a little more defensive. 
Yeah, the, the policy of slander is warranted, dude. He ain't done shit outside of out of the U.S. men outside of the U.S. men's national team. He ain't done jack shit. You saw with Chelsea, they're trying to get rid of him. They wasted so much money on him. The real Captain America is Florin Balligan, as I said. But I think it wouldn't be too bad of a deal for Pulisic to go to Milan. He won't. He won't start. Are you saying, Chad? Are y'all saying Pulisic will start at Milan? He's not starting at the, on the left at left wing, and he's not playing striker. He's not. He's not starting over Rafa Leal, and he's not gonna. They don't play with a, a more smaller diminutive striker up in up in Milan. They've had Ibrahimovic there. They've had. Uh, they've got Giroud there. He just signed an extension, so Giroud is going to be starting for them more than likely. Chat says Kai Havertz gets a pass because he was played out of position at Chelsea, but not Pulisic. Kai Havertz has talent, man. He's one of the biggest talents coming out of Germany. It's it's a different level of talent pool between Germany and America, with all due respect to American soccer. But Kai Havertz was considered a wonder kid, and Pulisic was too, to a certain extent. Havertz scored goals for Chelsea. He didn't score that many in the past season, but he produced for Chelsea. Pulisic did not. Havertz scored the game-winning goal in the Champions League to win the Champions League for Chelsea. Pulisic did not. I don't think Pulisic wasn't even on the pitch. But yeah, you could say it's maybe a little Arsenal bias, but Havertz is going to have a better career than Pulisic. I'll take that to the bank. I'm doing it however much money you want to a charity. A better club career than Pulisic. Pulisic comes to the United States. He does well because he's the number one option. He's not good enough to be the number one option on any premier team in Europe. That's why I say he should have went to... No, hell no. He didn't get them in no Champions League final. Hell no. Don't believe it. Why you say that? The goal against Madrid... In the semi? Yeah, that was one goal, though. You might be right, though. But still, Havertz scored the winning goal in the Champions League final, so that's on a bigger pedestal than Pulisic in the semi. But, I mean, you do have a point there. Pulisic scoring that goal in the semis. I'm not too familiar with with their lead-up to the Champions League final, but I watched the final and saw Havertz do his thing, man. But, I mean, if, if Pulisic was on par with Havertz, why isn't he getting links to Madrid and Arsenal and the clubs of this and Bayern clubs of this nature that Havertz is. They're around the same age. Havertz is 24. How old is Pulisic? Pulisic should be around the same age. Pulisic age. Not Kelly Pulisic. Who the hell is that? Who the hell? Yeah, Pulisic is 24, just like Havertz. He ain't getting the same links that the Havertz was getting. Your Real Madrid's, your Bayern's, your Arsenal's. There's a reason for that. One has world-class talent, the other doesn't. It's as simple as that. It's, it's nothing against Pulisic. He's just not as talented as Kai Havertz. It's just not. I think he'd do well with a move to Milan, but he just won't start on the left or in the center. He might start on the right, but he'd be competing for, competing for minutes with Wea if he plays on the right or if Wea, Wea probably play in midfield, though. But that, that Juve midfield already has Locatelli and, and Rabio too, so... It'll remain to be seen how much how much Wayo plays in that midfield because they've got a lot of talent there at Juve. But uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. U.S. men's national team beats St. Kitts and Nevis. I've never even heard of that island before in my life. Where is that even at? It's got to be in the Caribbean, right? It's in CONCACAF. It's got to be in the Caribbean. Beat them 6-0. Look like a training game to me. But here's the thing. So I'm going to ask Chad and I'm going to ask y'all in the YouTube comments, what do y'all think about this? I've seen uh, on Stool Football Twitter account, 
of course they do this trying to sensationalize sensationalized shit man and and i don't even like bringing that type of shit up but they they posed a a funny question it ain't valid it's funny so i'm gonna pose the same question to chat and the youtube chom- uh, comments and the twitch comment commenters would the u.s men's national team win the premier league and i'm gonna let just i'm gonna just let that resonate with y'all for about two or three seconds because i can't believe the question was actually actually asked but i'm, I'm gonna let that resonate with y'all That's unbelievable. There's no way that 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 is even thought of and even up for discussion. But here I am discussing it because I think it's funny. I don't even think it's surely they wouldn't be in serious. I don't and I'm going to I'm going to give it a little bit of time. We've got about 20 minutes left. I'm going to give it a little bit of time. To me, the U.S. men's national team with all their players, with Pulisic of all people leading the line. I don't even think they finished in the top half of the Premier League. I'm not going to say they'd be fighting relegation, but I don't even think they would finish in the top half of the Premier League. It's not happening. When we go about the U.S. Men's National Team, they got a good keeper, but he's a backup keeper in the Premier League. So their starting keeper is a backup level keeper in the Premier League, Matt Turner, even though I think he could really start for some of these relegation sides. So you've got a you've got a, a good level keeper. Their defense, you got Nathan Reams, or I don't know if his name's Nathan, but Reams, he's a center back for Fulham, so he's a good, he's a good shout. You got the left back, uh, what is his name? Tyler, uh, what's the left back's name for U.S. Men's National Team chat? He plays in the Premier League, Tyler something, forgetting his name. But you've got him at left back, which is, he's a Premier League level, Premier League level, Tim. You talking Tim? He's a Premier League level uh, left back, so that that's a good shout there. The other center back spot, you've got Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good left back. He's a Premier League level left back. He's pretty good. And the right center back role, you've got Zimmerman, I'd say. Tim Ream. Yeah, Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson. Zimmerman, I'd say, for the center back role. I don't I don't know who else. And then right back, Wayo would have to have to be there. Can't have Yedlin there. I would think Wea would have to be at that at that right back role. And then in midfield, you would have Weston McKinney who got relegated. He wasn't performing well in the uh in the Premier League for Leeds. And you've got uh one of the he's a really good midfielder too. I forget his name, Leeds US men's national team players. I forget this guy. Tyler Adams. That will be a really good six to have in the Premier League. So I mean you'd have a one of the better sixes in the Premier League, but your midfield will be Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Pepe Reina, maybe? Dest would be right back. Yeah, Dest would be right back. He'd be decent, but he gets skinned in the Premier League, man. So we're looking at we're looking at starting from goalkeeper. We've got Turner at goalkeeper. Turner at goalkeeper. Anthony Robinson at left back. Tim Ream. God damn. Tim Ream at uh left center back. We pencil in Zimmerman at the right center back. Sardinio Dest at right back. And then Tyler Adams as the six, which would be pretty decent. Weston McKinney as the eight. And let's just say we go with a midfield three. So Weston McKinney at the eight, Tyler Adams at the eight, and uh, Pepe at the uh, at the other eight, which I would say, or or uh, Reina at the eight. One of the two, probably Reina. Reina would be at the eight. 
So at the front line, you'd have Pulisic, Balogun, and on the right, who will be on the right, chat, for the U.S. Men's National Team? You got Pulisic, Balogun playing as striker, and Weah probably be on the right, to be honest. That team is not finishing in the top half of the Premier League. It's not beating the teams like Brighton. It's not being even Fulham. Well, Fulham has Anthony Robinson and Reims, so it'd be hard to hard to say with that. But this is all theoretical. They're not beating. Yeah, Wayo would be a right wing. They're not beating Fulham. They're not beating Chelsea. They're not beating United. They're not beating City. They're not beating Arsenal. They're not finishing above uh, Newcastle. That's five right there. They're not finishing above Brighton. That's six. They're not finishing above. Fulham is seven. They're not finishing above Fulham. They're not finishing above Tottenham. They might finish above Tottenham. They're not finishing above Liverpool. Good chat. Or uh, good shout, chat. That's nine. And who else are they not going to finish over? Aston Villa. They're not finishing above Aston Villa at 10. And that's 10 teams right there off the top of my head that they're not going to finish over. The U.S. Men's National Team wouldn't in the Premier League, let alone win the Premier League. That is completely out of the question. So that's 10 right there, and I'm going I'm to I'm find three more teams that they won't finish over. It's just not happening. Of course, Arsenal not. Brentford, they're not finishing over. I think Brentford would be a good shot for them, though. I don't. Brentford, I don't think they finish over them either, though, to be honest. Bournemouth, no. I think they'll finish above Bournemouth. West Ham will give them a good run for their money, even though it depends on how they recruit. Uh, Tottenham, they'll be in there with your Crystal Palaces and your Bournemouths and shit like that. They'll be mid-table or, you know, the bottom half of, towards top half of the uh, bottom table. So they'd be in around your 11th to 13th out of 20. I'm not going to say they'd be fighting relegation because I don't, I just don't believe that, but they won't be in the top, the top 10 of the league. That's not happening. I just named 10 or 11 teams off the top of my head that they're not finishing above. So that was something, I mean, I just don't, I understand why they, why they did that, but y'all let me know in the comments, y'all let me know in the chat, what y'all think, where y'all think the U.S. Men's National Team would finish if they were putting the Premier League team with their current team? Where do y'all think they would finish in the table? They damn sure wouldn't win, but I mean, if you think they'll win, put it there to win. Make sure y'all subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch, that's the best way to support us. Follow us on all the socials at TFTV Sports. And on Instagram at tftv.sports. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. We're going to finish up with some Nashville SC talk. No way they finished top 10, man. No shot. No shot. Who are, They don't finish over any of those teams I, I, uh, I mentioned. Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, even though I don't think Chelsea's going to be that damn good this year. Tottenham, City, United, Newcastle, Arsenal. That's seven right there. Brighton is eight. They're not finishing above Brighton. I just don't see it. Fulham, I don't see them finishing over Fulham. I just don't see it happening, man. Nashville SC. Let's talk Nashville SC. They're facing DC United at Geotis on Saturday at 7.30. The Tottenham is ass. They're shit. What do we think of Tottenham? Shit. But Nashville SC facing DC United at Geotis on Saturday at 7.30. It's going to be a big match for Nashville to get back on track. They're considered favorites, I'd say. At least for me, I think they would. They should take care of DC United. Uh their biggest problem in the last couple games is that the heavy fixture run-up, they've had, I mean, they, you could tell, they just look like they've had tired legs out there, and then they've had a, 
Man, I, I have to join you, dude. Let me know. At the uh, go to Geodas Saturday, but they just look like they've had tired legs over the past uh, over the past couple weeks and the past couple games. And it's understandably the fixtures have piled up. We've had the international break come in smack dab in the middle of the season. It's going to be tough, but this week off that they've had since their last match against, I want to say, uh, or they faced Columbus. This is going to do big for them and be big for them in their in their rest and lead up to the match because they're going to have time to get back on the training ground. Hopefully, they're practicing and getting back to the, the diamond, the 442 diamond that's worked so well for them over the past two or three months. But I think that they needed the rest, and they've got to they've got to get acclimated and get back healthy because Shaq Moore wasn't he wasn't ready to start against Columbus. He only played thirty minutes. Mukhtar looked a shadow of himself because he just had a lot of miles on his legs. And this week off should do them very well. I'm personally I'm expecting a win. Chat, what do y'all think? Y'all let me know y'all predictions for Nashville SC versus DC United. I'm predicting a 2-0 win for Nashville. I think they'll uh they'll take care of DC United and get back on the right track. Because they need a win. They've lost two. I think they've lost two out of their last three. And they might have had a draw in that that third game, if I'm not mistaken. But they're not on a not on a good bit of form. But I attribute that to the international break and them just being being tired, not having the amount of depth that they should have to be able to compete when the fixtures start fixtures start piling up like this. So we got chat saying three zero win Nashville. Yeah, I wanted to go three, but I didn't know if they had three goals in them. To be honest, I think it'll be a nice nice two nil win. Haney might get two goals. Haney might get two goals. If he wins 3-0, y'all got him get high and get in a hat trick or something. I can see it. It's possible. But for me, man, I think Nashville SC, they've got to, they've got to get back on track with this game. Let's look at their schedule afterwards. DC United is a great opportunity to uh to get back on track. Hat trick Haney. Yeah, I can see it, dude. I could see it. So after DC United on Saturday, they play next Saturday against Chicago. And then they have a midweek game against Philly. After after that. And then on July 15th, which is a Saturday, they face Cincinnati, which would be a very, very good game for the for the East. And the League Cup coming up. That's going to be exciting. But that's going to also stress the lack of depth that's on this National SC roster. I mean. It's got to get, they've got to get better. They've got to make some improvements in that respect because anytime these fixtures start piling up midweek, League Cup coming up, it's going to show and it's going to spill over to the league. And you just can't have that. You should be able to rotate at least to a certain degree to where there's not so much of a drop off. And I agree. We talked about this last week. They need to find a striker. Pookie went to Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. I think they only, it only cost them. I want to say $8 million to get Pookie, or maybe it was on a free. But Pookie went to uh, Minnesota United, I want to say. Let me verify that. Yeah, he went to Minnesota United on a deal. I'm going to get the figures. He signed a DP contract. Club option through t- December 2025. They're not saying how much they signed him for, but I think it's a decent deal. I mean, he's 33. He would have been a good shot, a good stopgap for Nashville. But for me, what I want in a striker for Nashville is a younger target man type striker to play off of Heine that Heine can play off of and other guys can play off of. And you could boot it forward 
and him to be able to bring the ball down, control the ball, and just spread it around. Might be asking a lot, but I think that's what would be perfect for Nashville at this moment, especially with Heine running off of him and him running the, the bigger striker running in behind with balls that Heine would be playing. I think that's what Nashville could use, and that's what they need, but it remains to be seen. Pookie would have been a good stopgap, but once again, he's 33 years old and he's past it. And I don't, I don't think he has any legs left to him. But nonetheless, I think it'll be a decent pickup for for Minnesota United, and you know maybe he'll bang in goals, maybe he won't. But he signed on a designated player contract with them through December of 2025. So you know, good on Pookie getting a two year deal or a year and a half deal because he he'll be retiring when he's around. I assume he's retiring after MLS. He'd be around 35. When he's done. So that ain't necessarily too bad. But Nashville SC needs to find a striker this window, and they've got to get somebody in quick. They have to. I haven't even heard any leak links to any strikers. Who's what's the homegrown striker's name that we have? We can't wait on him, man. We're trying to win now. Heine ain't gonna be here forever. Unless they call him up and he's ready now, but I doubt that. What's his name? Nashville SC has a homegrown striker. I mean, yeah, that's cool, but if he's not ready now, they need somebody. They need somebody in that'll help them this season and the next season, not two years from now, three years from now. Who knows if if Heine will be here by then? I doubt it. But I mean, come on now, Adam Salik. I have to look into him. Is he really? What's his What's his profile look like? How tall is he and shit? Let me look at this. It's, that's probably not going to be easy to find. But that's the perks of. Look, I type in Adam Silic and I got a LinkedIn profile for a salesperson. <laughs> Come on now. Oh my God. How you say his name? Salic? Salic? Salad? Or did you spell it wrong? Say, I'm going off you, man. Adam Salic transfer market. I'm not good on those Eastern European names. That's that shit don't don't vibe with me. I'd have to see. Nonetheless, though, if he's not ready to come and come and produce and lead the line in this next year or two, they need to have a have somebody to come in. In that case, if they really believe Sipich, okay, Adam Sipich, if they really believe in him that he could be a striker for the future, then in that case, that's when you would bring in a stopgap, a guy like Pookie or something like that, to come in and just steady the ship for a couple years, and but give you some goals. Right now, they don't have any goals up front aside from uh from Heine, somebody that are really banging some goals, and they need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that if you have a project like that waiting in the wings in your youth academy, that's when you bring in a stopgap. If finances are an issue, which I don't, I don't foresee that being an issue for for Nashville, they can splurge a little bit. But in that case, that's when you would bring in either a stopgap, or you could even bring in a guy that's like twenty eight. And let let him play for three years, and let let Sipich come up and learn from under him. There's value in that. Also, you're not just buying these guys just to get the value on the field, but you also get value on the training ground when Sipich is learning from him, learning shoulder turns, just learning learning the intricacies of being a striker, playing with your back to goal and whatnot. That's invaluable too. So that's why it's just it's really important for Nashville to see if they can get a striker in this window, somebody that'll help them immediately. Because he'll help immediately, and then he'll also help in the long term with his mentoring of Sipich. That's really important. So, it remains to be seen. But Nashville SC has DC United coming up 7.30 on Saturday at Geodis. 
Should be a very good match, and I'm predicting a 2-0 win for Nashville SC. Y'all let me know in the comments on YouTube and Twitch what y'all think the score will be for Nashville SC versus DC United. And we're going to wrap this son of a gun up. We're going to wrap it up. What Zion should have did, hell. Look at him now. I don't think that's that's really happening with the Zion and Miami. I think she's capping there, but if he ain't if he ain't do that, that's a problem, boy. That is a problem. Let's get some tunes going. This is what this is what Zion this is what Zion said too. You don't know what I go through in my life. That's what he's going through right now. Let's listen to him. The sports section morning show. All right. We're gonna play some country music, some country tunes. Good way to end it. Good way to end it. Oh, you got me stressing, counting all my blessings. God, come get me. Good way to end it. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to us on Twitch. Subscribe to us on YouTube at TFTV Sports. That's the best way to support us. We appreciate all the support, all the viewers, all the commenters coming in today, all the people that listen on Spotify and Apple Music. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on socials at TFTV Sports. All socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram, TFTV.Sports. I'll let this ride. Let's go. Dirty heads, dirty heads. We don't have the copyright for that, man. I wish we did. I might hit him, hit him up, see if I can get that copyright, man. Appreciate the comment, the pun. Make sure you join us on Monday, 6 a.m., buddy. Give us a subscription on YouTube, man. We appreciate the subscription if you subscribe. Twitch too, man. Follow on TFTV Sports. All socials, TFTV Sports, and on Instagram at TFTV.Sports. We appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good weekend. Stay safe this weekend. Stay safe for the fourth. We're going to be back on Monday. Y'all don't pop no fireworks being crazy, man, and, and lose no fingers. Now, we need everybody with their fingers. Everybody, we need, we need y'all in good health, man.
Need y'all in good health. We appreciate y'all.